Welcome to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to open, free your mind, and overcome the toughest challenges life throws your way on your path to achieving Zen. Now, here is your host, Hitomi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you for listening my show. Let's open the box of Zen. This is Hitomi, your host. Hikari-san, arigatou.朝の4時から聞いてくれて本当にありがとう。嬉しいよ。I was sending this message to my friend Hikari. She is listening this live at 4am their time in Japan. And she told me she loves this show. Thank you so much. You encourage me to keep going to send my wish and my message for anyone struggling with letting go of any limited beliefs. Today, I bring together all of the members of the box of Zen, Zana, Garrick, Joji Figueroa. We will talk about fear. What is fear? And how do we manage our fear? We will share our own experiences of fear. <laughs> uh, George's shirt doesn't belong here for fear today. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Bright, colorful Aloha shirt with, uh, is that flamingo? Yeah, it's flamingos. It's flamingos. Pink, it's for fun. Pink ones. Pink ones. Pink flamingos. I was going to even wear some black kimono to absorb in fear today. Flamingos are scared of nothing. So you are talking about the fear, but you're showing no fear. Just take it off then. <laughs> That's why you got you to show the love. The love you're, you're missing a chain, you know. Well, you look like uh, you are on vacation in some tropical island. I am having my drink. Hello. So anyway, I don't know if you can see. Zen okay. wisdom. Anxious. Very anxious by Shinsuke Hosokawa. It's a simple advice from a Zen Buddhist monk. I was uh, introduced to this book by Ozawa Abbott. I think oh, they are friends. Yes. It's such a beautiful, beautiful book. Especially, I love this epilogue. So this one called Jikishininshin. Look directly inside yourself to find the Buddha. In the end, you can only look directly into your own heart. How is that? But what I was talking about, the one, the girl's weeping. So it is indeed in Zen dialogue book. But I know not only you guys, but Annie didn't agree with this one <laughs> because on surface, it sounds just like a, some kind of a love poem. It's a Sango Chinjo Ryo Gyo no Namida. Nakaba Kore Kimi o Omoi. Nakaba Kimi o Uram. The translation uh, told you as I wait for my lover on my beautiful bed decorated with coral, crying into my pillow, half of my yearns for my love, half of me curses him. But this very short sentence mm-hmm. has it's a two different emotions. No, the two emotions is attached. It's, you can't separate two uh, emotions. It's like a mom and daughter uh, often 
love and hate relationship. Accept her words. Well, this is a um, his mm-hmm. translation. Um, if you go into Zen dialogue, there are probably many more different translations. But how he said was accept the hard words and use them to feed your heart. Um, I wanted to bring this up because of this Dalai Lama incident. People okay. are reacted to the um, sad scandal. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, my love story of Tibetan Buddhism, the love on Tibetan Buddhism way, was supposed to be last Monday's show. Annie, our mutual friend, lovely, lovely, lovely person we can highly respect. She was going to mm-hmm. talk about the Buddhism ways of love, especially Tibetan Buddhism's ways of love. She met Dalai Lama and she told about how wonderful he was. And then this thing happened. What I felt immediately was the fear of people's overreaction. What I, I was so afraid was, first of all, Annie's sake, when listeners listen, she was showing respect to Dalai Lama. I was scared, like people's going to attack her. Um, I felt like I played a safe game and I had to, I had to speak about it. Another explanation for this Zen dialogue was saying it's important for people to balance more than one emotion if you are on the receiving end of criticism. So I think this is the part I kind of reacted. All of a sudden, some scandal happens and everybody just react and criticize. Not the you know, fact he's very actually really doing great. And Tibetan Buddhism is great. I love Tibetan Buddhism. I don't, I'm not, I'm a more like a Zen practitioner. But when I um, interview with Annie, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, loving kind of um and I really wanted to make a statement that just please don't overreact. Yeah. Scandals been happening all the time. There was a scandal of guru of um yeah the Kundalini yeah. Yoga guru was last mm-hmm. year maybe yeah it happens all the time the guru to pastor to this is to me feels like. Uh, like a media or um, whatever, this moved by hating energy. Energy is trying to separate us, divide us, you know, more dividing us. I just so wish um, the good part of what he's done or good part of Tibetan Buddhism or just this like a loving part to keep going instead of just hate, 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 hate. And um, I thought... Fear was a good theme to bring because um, fear and love is kind of like back to back. All other emotions comes either from fear or all other emotions comes from love. Yes, maybe maybe Dalai Lama, the people who believed him, maybe felt uh, um, disappointed, and now it's changing into the anger. Maybe I think. My reaction was fear that I didn't want to do her show right, like when it goes like a fire. But then um, I um, 
I got the statement from Annie. Um, I saw her uh, words on Facebook too, and she gave me um, her kind of position, and she still believes. Um, so I want to talk about the fear, and I want to talk about the love. These two emotions, yeah. So let me read Annie's statement. So. My comment on the uproar and negative reactions of the Dalai Lama's tempered video is this, about my trust in him because he believed in me and was very kind and loving that I would understand myself if I gave myself a chance. In our society today, we are instead gold into believing that what others say about us is true because it works well for advertising and corrupting your mind from thinking for yourself. Specifically, in the Dalai Lama's case, he has often been mal maligned, maligned, maligned. maligned. Okay, yeah. so and misunderstood because people don't understand Tibetan culture, and people who are not Tibetan tend not to respect any other culture, but their own as being superior. When you analyze the situation, though, which is what I did, I considered, uh, read that this is a re result of a public audience the Dalai Lama gave to the boy with his mother present. They have both spoken out that he was very kind to him. Also, he uh, the translation of the Tibetan phrase he spoke is something elders like grandparents give the children after being loving to them, saying, what more do you want to eat my tongue? And they stick their tongues out and everyone laughs. The Tibetans culturally stick their tongues out to show the purity of their intent. Words translated into English have very different connotations, as well as lacking cultural understanding of what that means to Tibetans. I was approached by a Tibetan friend today who asked if she could share my post because she felt it was very sensitive to the Tibetan people. Since the mother and the son did not feel the way the uproar has gone, and since almost no one has asked what is going on in Tibetan tradition, we don't understand we get all of this slander and malice. Personally, I did not feel any fear when reading how this incident has evolved. Additionally, the Chinese government regularly maligns the Dalai Lama because the Tibetans are still very faithful to him, despite all their attempts to say otherwise, as for those who slander him to pay their bills or because they delight in making his flowers suffer, I think of the tremendously negative karma they are creating for themselves by maligning and slandering others. I resolutely stand with the Dalai Lama because I aspire for my mind to be as calm and open-minded as his. Do you think these people who say terrible things about others are anyone you want to hang out with? We have been in Germany where we went to Dachau, I don't know, DAC, and the first thing that the people experienced when they arrived in the concentration camp was they were forced to strip naked. And if they were too slow, they were beaten. The weather here in April has been very, very cold. The tormentors at the camp uh, delighted in torturing these innocent people who had no 
a lead course, and so many died, yet there were still among the prisoners those who only thought of saving each other, getting word out, and still loving each other. The most powerful thing is love of others. So yeah, that was her statement. So I want to talk about how we are easily manipulated is one thing and feel the fear. What do you Um, think? I feel like uh, we need to separate something at the very beginning. Emotions and feelings are not one of one uh, are not the same things. Emotions are one thing. Feelings are other things. Emotions are what your body is signaling the physical feelings you feel. Feelings rise up from emotions based on how your mind is conditioned, mm-hmm. how you are brought up in life, what previous experiences you had. So if I have, for example, butterflies in my stomach, maybe I will identify it as excitement, as something positive. Mm-hmm. If you have butterflies in your stomach, maybe you will identify it as feeling sick, as feeling mm-hmm. nauseous. As, as feeling afraid. So um, we need to distinguish that at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So emotions are something that is physically sensed through the body. Mm-hmm. And feelings come and rise from those emotions. Mm-hmm. So if you are um, developed in the area of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. you can recognize the sensation, you can analyze it, based on what you perceive with your eyes, based mm-hmm. on whatever is happening around you. Mm-hmm. And then even at, if you have a first feeling, you can still have time not to react, but to respond mm-hmm. as we had uh, a chance to, to hear it so many times. So emotions, I would say it is a bodily reaction and you cannot control it. It happens. Mm-hmm. But just as it happens, you have a chance to catch it, mm-hmm. to recognize it, to analyze it. It happens very fast. And then to decide uh, how to respond, mm-hmm. whether you should do something about it or not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, fear, definitely, definitely. It can be both emotion and feeling. So deriving from, from one another, but also from the fear. Um, you can develop a feeling of power mm. or a feeling of anger or uh, maybe even love in, in some situations. So, mm. but this is all depending about, uh, upon the, your, your personal truths, mm-hmm. uh, how you are, where you live, where you come from and so on. So Basically, the way we are conditioned to, to, to grow up and what happens in our lives and our experiences. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you can imagine, let's say, a criminal, somebody who was in the jail for mm-hmm. 20 years, for mm-hmm. example, but you don't know this. So a person uh, released from the jail that day, walking down the street, coming in your direction, and suddenly there's a, I don't know, a car approaching. Mm-hmm. And it almost hits you, but this person pushes you from the the path of the car, and it uh, he saves your life. Mm-hmm. So, is what is this person in your eyes? Is mm-hmm. he a criminal or not? He, for you personally, this person is a hero. He saved your life, mm-hmm. regardless of what he mm-hmm. did previously. So, mm-hmm. 
Or another example, the opposite of it. Imagine a, a person who has been all of their lives dedicated to humanitarian mm-hmm. work, very, very compassionate and so mm-hmm. on. But something happened in their lives, for example, on a specific day, mm-hmm. and they get distracted, nervous, and it's a, let's say, a crowded day in the metro station and you're walking and this person bumps into you, mm. you flip over, you break your arm because they, they mm. pushed you, you know, not intentionally, but it happened. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in your eyes, what is this person? Who is it? Mm-hmm. You instinctively mm-hmm. want to uh, dislike them. Mm-hmm. You don't, even if I tell you, no, but this person is kind, they are nice, they've done this, this. No. They pushed you, you break your arm as a result, mm-hmm. and you would have difficulty accepting all of the, the good things that mm-hmm. that been done. So mm-hmm. it's a complex, complex picture uh, when mm-hmm. you see it on your personal level, dealing mm-hmm. one-on-one with people. Mm-hmm. And imagine how complex it is when you have a whole culture, a whole society, mm-hmm. a whole planet on a, on a global level. Mm-hmm. It's a complete mess. It's mm-hmm. and especially when children are involved, it's mm-hmm. a complete mm-hmm. chaos. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is anybody who can deliver a complete picture, so to say, that everybody is satisfied with it, mm-hmm. because uh, you cannot ever be right in 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 everybody's eyes. Mm-hmm. So, um, as for Annie, I know that she's a wonderful person. I am certain that she would rather be, you know, hated for what she is than loved for what she is not, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. If I'm being honest in my beliefs, then if you will hate me, I cannot change that. But mm. if I have to pretend... We're going to take a short break. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Let's open the box of Zen. See you guys soon. Arigato. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. We often hear the word Zen, but what exactly is Zen? The answer is as endless as a bottomless box. The base of a Zen philosophy is a mind capable of fresh thinking, one that is free, not trapped. Tune in to Let's Open the Box of Zen with your host, Hitomi, to explore how to let go of life's toughest challenges and find your Zen. Let's Open the Box of Zen Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. 
mm-hmm. uh, as we see also in, in in all worldly religions, you see that mm-hmm. people pretend even if it if it means like go to church or go to a mosque or go there, do whatever it takes. But uh, on a, on every day, twenty four hour a day level, uh, they are not you know compassionate, polite, helping mm-hmm. or just whatever kind, patient, whatever any religion mm-hmm. implies, or mm-hmm. just a basic human decency. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's like that. Like if you if you will hate me for for what I am or what I believe in, like just what can I do? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. But since it's media, it's public. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. It's um, yeah. You have to think, think Your story that. reminded me of um, Shaolin Temple Europe, the class. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was a Buddhist part. And I think it was a lesson, probably one. Um, when you do very simple math, like two plus three or four plus seven or whatever, whatever, and you make a wrong number mm-hmm. out of a hundred, you make just one. And people would just attack you because, ah, that's a mistake. You made a yeah. mistake. Then he was going, that's how our human mind reacts just even one mistake every other 99 correct answers like a poof <laughs> gone yeah story yeah. reminded of me of me that so i differently feel this is uh in kind of like a mind game too we are all so <laughs> deeply yes, and 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 another thing you said uh love doesn't sell you know, love propaganda will not uh, get you clicks. Love propaganda will not get you views. Mm. So sadly, it's business mostly today. So mm. let's have a bombastic, you know, mm. uh, title. Let's have a dramatic, shocking stuff and just feed into the whole yeah. uh, negative energy. So mm. because that sells. And mm. it's the race who will be more dramatic, who will be faster, who will be. So, yeah. I really loved your mountain story by the way <laughs> Thank Last, you. yes because the good lesson there was in your mountain you don't care age yeah. or you don't care anymore. Anymore. yeah nothing nothing, nothing, nothing. yeah or like uh you have a nice makeup right you no, know, like no, those nothing. Things. yeah but we are in like modern society like you said we are so busy for those well, forgetting about this simple thing and we are definitely disconnected from from the nature and from our own senses you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your eyes your hearing smell mm-hmm. even the touch everything gets disconnected mm-hmm. yeah so, talking about the fear fear has a so many different ways different paths different many level levels levels but when you experience real like a when you have some kind of life-threatening situation, that kind of fear, like a real old style, like tigers attacking you, that kind of situation, that fear, like really our more basic, probably other fear is nothing, right? It's, and uh, I think you both had that kind of experience. Um, I think you can reduce it down to bottom line is, what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of? Uh, basically, it's either 
of something that is unknown, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And why would you be afraid of something that is unknown? It is because potentially it may hurt you. Mm-hmm. So even to reduce it more, mm-hmm. it uh, in the background, there may be pain involved. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's tiger or whatever situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very afraid of, of pain, mm-hmm. of feeling hurt. Mm-hmm. Physically, emotionally, yeah, I, w- I would say, for example, you're now sitting in a nice environment. Mm-hmm. You are in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from time to time, you will adjust your posture. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, you know, your leg gets numb or maybe your shoulder aches and you need mm-hmm. to adjust it in mm-hmm. order for it not to become uh, achy, painful, because you don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how a safe and loving environment is, it's up to you how you actually feel these, these sensations that, that come up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I came to a conclusion that um, when I get these body signals, I have to really, really quickly analyze where am I? Is it really connected? Like, is it really a threat? Or is it just my body remembering some some trauma, uh, reacting in a way from, from the remembrance? But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm in a safe place or uh, it's not that dangerous. So I can uh, have a few moments to, to recollect, to just like calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fear can be positive too. If you are fearing something, meaning you are doing something brave, right? In a way, you are trying to something you might have some bad experience before. If you overcome fear, it means you are growing. Uh, I would like to uh, hear about George's this life-threatening experience and if that changed your perspective oh the military stuff um yeah well, well my idea uh, uh, with fear is it's like uh, any other muscle and you, you gotta you gotta work through things so i feel that just like zerna was saying how we live now um we, we lack coping mechanisms because we're i don't want to say we're soft but the the new way we do things now is like now we're scared of something as something's pretty simple nowadays we're afraid whereas before you said oh you know you're scared of a tiger getting you right Mm-hmm. So now, what are we afraid of nowadays? You know, the average the average kid is afraid of not matching colors when they go to school. Oh my God, I'm not going to match, or losing their cell phone. Oh my God, where's my cell phone? I'm going to die. All right, <laughs> but it's like the the comforts have taken away our coping mechanisms when it comes to being able to understand the idea of what fear is. How Zerna said again with emotions and feelings, mm-hmm. being able to cope with it. And I'm not saying you got to go to the extreme like I did, you know, unfortunately with the military like that, but mm-hmm. small things every day that you do mm-hmm. um, will help you, I feel, be a better person for yourself. Because she also said we're disconnected, which is true. We're disconnected with ourselves. We're always looking for the outside to help us. I'm scared of looking fat, so I got to take this pill. I'm scared I'm losing my hair, so I got to put this oil. I mean, whatever it is, we're always looking for the outside. When in reality, we have it within us. Mm-hmm. If you know how to how to deal with it, like she said, also you got to sit back, take a breath. You're safe. You're we're not in war, right? We're not in combat. You're not mm-hmm. hunting for your food. You're going to the supermarket. Don't be mm-hmm. scared of losing your parking spot. It's okay. <laughs> Another parking spot. You know, oh, we're gonna be late. All right, you're gonna be late, and. uh 
I felt like, I mean, it's good and bad that I had the opportunity to join the military and face a lot of fears. Uh, just through training, stuff like that, um, you know, you feel the adrenaline, then you understand the concept of breathing and calming down within situations. And like, and to what you said, it told me, you know, once you deal with certain situations and other things don't stress you out. So I can do public speaking now because it's not that hard to talk in front of people. I'll take my shirt off and talk in front of everybody now on Zoom. It's okay. You know, when um, you jump, I mean, like Zerna goes down mountains, but we did towers and we did rappelling and we did helicopters. We fired weapons. I mean, once you start doing certain things that scare you and you see yourself push through it, mm. and it's like any other muscle, you get stronger. Mm. But now it's almost like your levels are going up. Now you're not worried about smaller things like, yeah, I'm not going to stress that. And now yeah. that becomes a positive, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something as simple, I mean, something fun with training that we did, which is I was scared of, was the gas chamber. And they used to throw CS gas, this gas that makes you cough and breathe and you can't breathe, you can't see, it itches your eyes and everything. And the first time we did it, they put us in a group in a container, like a cargo truck container with like 70 of us. So you all go inside, they close the door, that's it. And they take your mask off, they start punching you, you know, you're not supposed to, but they do all that. Now you're breathing it in, you're freaking out. And you got to learn to trust your equipment. You got to learn to follow the steps that you need to follow whenever a situation happens. So you got to go back into yourself. You got to breathe or hold your breath in that situation, calm down, calm your heart put your mask back on and now you know you're going to suffer you know it's going to hurt but if you calm yourself down don't let that fear take over you'll be okay and so many people were on the floor people throwing up it was chaos and now a year later every year you got to do that now a year later i'm in japan and we do the same training again but now i know what's going to happen so i'm running in that so now we're going in as a group from my team and now we're loving it we're going in there we're going with no mask shorts we're wrestling with each other coughing so all of a sudden, the fear that we had the first time, it went away because now, like Zerna said, it was the unknown. Now I know what it is. I'm not going to die. I'm not worried. It's going to suck. But now it became fun. Mm. And constantly working and stuff like that allows, um, I feel it allows us, all well, myself anyway, to, to take certain risks and calculated risks. Mm. Not just, you know, jump out of something, but calculated risks that other people won't. And I feel in just in life in general, like you just, you need to do that stuff or else you're never going to, you're not going to grow as a person if you're constantly staying in the same little bubble of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you wake up, you go to work, you have your sandwich, you come back. God forbid you don't have your sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> right. But all of a sudden it, you freak out. Something just came into my mind. Like the fear is, uh, in, we are talking about the fear where in order to overcome it, uh, you become a better person. It's not like I'm afraid of robbing a bank, you know, and now I'm going to do it. I'm going to face my fear and go rob a bank. <laughs> it's wrong to do that. So just like to make that distinction, it's, it's about the fear where uh, you need to uh, push through it in order to, to improve your life, to improve yourself. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It has to be uh, building your character, not, mm-hmm. not uh, degrading. <laughs> Mm-hmm. somebody could say you know you know how people are just as we talked you know somebody you always have a smart comments and <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so it has to be definitely upgrading and uplifting not not downgrading yeah. it's like a self-love yeah definitely mm-hmm. how about fear to lose job fear to lose house fear to lose uh, material thing too 
and also fear to um, lose someone you love. I mean, those are another part of the fear. How do you deal with these fear? There are things that will happen no matter uh, what action you take in life. For example, like growing old or getting sick or dying or losing somebody, wars. So these things happen and uh, fearing about them, worrying about them, uh, developing, you know, scenarios in your head, it doesn't do any good. For example, fear of becoming old or you're going to grow old. So just um, accept it and uh, I would say don't fight it. It's a process and just try, try to enjoy it, you know, e- embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another well, I feel the world is going opposite, though. I feel like uh, it's going to be artificial nose, artificial whatever, whatever to keep this use or health instead of being as a natural living thing. As, yeah, as long as we uh, as a society buy into it. So as long as it's a product that somebody will pay for and buy uh, into it. So again, it's a business part. It, it will be like that. But uh, still, our basic needs are just being in a dry, safe place and have a little food and drink and that's it. So you don't need much, but you don't realize that, especially how you live today in the in the modern society in the cities. And you consume a lot, even un- unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to say is another dimension where you have a, like a judgment or criticism. So mm-hmm. a judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Versus uh, curiosity. Instead of being harsh to yourself or judgmental to yourself or to another person, if you change your attitude back to uh, being curious about it as to how or why, it can really shift you from uh, a place of fear into a place of exploration. Even when it comes to losing a loved one, again, it all depends from person to person. If you are somebody who is uh, comfortable with uh, being on your own, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who can uh, uh, operate on your own, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, of course it's painful, it's sad, it's uh, like a piece of you also dies. But in the end, you continue to live. Mm-hmm. So I would say any time that is left for you on this earth, on this planet, invest into helping others, for example, or having a cause, or just mm-hmm. being in any kind of project that has compassion and love in it, mm-hmm. because it really, really uh, helps a lot. When it comes to losing somebody, then there's a difference if there is an action that you can take, or if there is not an action that, that can be done. Let's say somebody is uh, sick or terminally ill. And they have a limited time like I had with, with my father. So the question is of a day when he's going to die. So mm-hmm. you are expecting it and it's uh, the anticipation and everything. And you know that day will, will come and you have, tomorrow you have to continue your li- living your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you need time to heal. Mm-hmm. And even the healing itself is a questionable thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we talked about it. Like mm-hmm. how to define it. I still think it's very different from person to person. What mm-hmm. is it even? Mm-hmm. You need time. So like pretending mm-hmm. that nothing happened and just like moving on 
mm-hmm. is definitely not good because mm-hmm. your body will remember and then in a year, two, three, four, five, it will hit you mm-hmm. and you will not know what happened. You will just be like, what's going on? All mm-hmm. of a sudden, why am I not functioning? Mm-hmm. So whatever is happening, even if it's a loss of a loved person, I feel it's very important to stay with whatever is going on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but not being attached or obsessed about it. Just like stay with it, whatever is going on. If there, if there's an action, if there's not an action, if you need something to do, if you don't need to, whatever, just, and then if you can move on, you move on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just like uh, pushing it under the carpet or pretending that you're mm-hmm. all right or, it's yes. not doing any good. Like you, yeah, you like the same to, as anger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You have to go into it. Uh, I just want to talk about one more thing because I know this is very common too. How about your fear in a romantic relationship? It's like this Zen dialogue to somebody, my lost lover. Fear to be just alone. Like you are so scared to be alone that you have to have some relationship doesn't even serve how about this type of fear what do you think it's a different type of fear um i think if there is a fear of being alone or abandoned or a breakup or like this for me i would say last time uh when i read this poem uh it was something that would be normal for a high school uh, age only thing you can control is yourself you know, mm-hmm. how you behave, how you control, how you uh, respond. You cannot control the other person. We will be right back. Thank you for joining in. Let's open the box of Zen. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. If the other person decided it's time to leave, they can leave. And that's it. So 
me being worrying about it or being fearful will only distort uh, my true behavior because then I will try to behave in accordance with that mm-hmm. fear, like not to lose or not mm-hmm. to, and then all of a sudden you are changing yourself, mm-hmm. uh, not in an upgrading way. Mm-hmm. You are downgrading yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and not the authentic you. you. To, mm-hmm. Yes. It leads mm-hmm. you to a place where either way you will become miserable, even if you are still with that person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes it will take years for you to realize this, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's just, it is as it is, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and vice versa. Maybe, maybe you feel it's time to, to move away. Maybe you feel like you have grown, your partner has not, because as I said, you cannot change them. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to change anybody, mm-hmm. but, uh, you're not at the same levels anymore. And, uh, maybe you decide that you want to move on, but then you want to be the, bad person you don't want to be cause for somebody else's sadness so to say and then again you're like staying or trying to find ways mm-hmm. to make it soft to make it and then again it leads to a downgrade of of mm-hmm. yourself and not even to yourself. say that it's not fair yeah mm-hmm. it's not fair to the for the other side yeah so, i, I want to hear guys opinion too what if you are about to lose someone you really, really love. Well, um, well, I went through that, and the way—I mean, the guy's version of it. What I went through was we don't talk to anybody about it, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we keep everything in, and then we figure out what to do with it. And it's almost like you, like what Zerna said, we do that. We put it under the rug and we keep on going because you can't, let's say, sit down and have a coffee with somebody, and they're like, like the girls, like you guys do. Hey, let's talk if you need me. Okay, we'll talk. Guys, we don't do that. How are you feeling, bro? I'm all right. How are you, bro? Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go have a beer. And that's it. I think it's more experiences helped me with that. So then as I got older, I figured things out and how to deal with it. And then I luckily have people around me that guided me through it, mm-hmm. especially since a lot of it I didn't know because I have nobody to talk to. You know, it's just maybe it's just a New York thing. I don't know. But guys aren't supposed to emotional we're not supposed to cry we're not supposed to ask for help we figure it out generation too right well i mean it could be well i mean the new generation now is a whole other issue within itself but for for me and and the listeners they want to if if a woman wants to know if a guy's being good or not if a guy tells you i'm all right I'm, i'll figure it out they need help <laughs> right that, that's a little secret for you all right when a guy tells you i'll figure it out or they're quiet and they just give you a simple answer. <laughs> My daughter does that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there you go. They need help. They just don't know how to ask for it. They don't know how to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's more through actions and stuff like that. So I don't need you to sit down physically sometimes. I could. I just need you to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And when it came to the fear with it, luckily, um, some of my experiences in life helped me with it. And unfortunately, the whole fear of losing somebody it comes up, put it under the rock, and then five years later, it comes back. Mm-hmm. And it does. Next thing you know, I'm just like, what am I doing? Where am I going? What is life? Right? You start asking yourself all these questions. And that's mm-hmm. what they call the midlife crisis. But in reality, it's just you haven't checked in with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. sitting there doing your own nonsense and just blinding yourself on the reality of what life is. Mm-hmm. So um, my biggest thing with you know relationships, with love and all that is just how you got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in actions. I say things. That means I got to do things. 
mm-hmm. right? You don't just say things. You can't just say, I'm going to do this, and then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to do that, then you're able to be yourself, and everything else will work itself out. Mm. That's just how I, I mean, as long as you're not doing crazy stuff, right? I mean, you're not being an animal somewhere, being aggressive or violent or abusive or mm-hmm. you know, manipulating things in ways, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's not, yeah. you know, overcoming your fear of not being able to do that to somebody is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and Shifuyande's advice is really powerful. When you are in action doing something, you have no time to overthink. So maybe fear is same thing, like you said, muscle. You just use your physical body. That's another way. It's like what she calls, as Zerna said, uh, work meditation. That's what that's what I use it as. Mm. You know, like I can't sit down a minute. You, you, you're never going to see me sitting down, crisscross applesauce mm-hmm, right, and breathing. Yeah. I can't do that. But I'll pick up a sledgehammer and hit a tire and zone out, or you know, go for a run. Um, before we go, I want to talk about this transition, like how fear switch into love. You already said about a lot of self-love is needed, but what do you think is how to stay in love rather than fear? So I want to kind of bridge over to Annie's love story. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way is not running away from it, not running away from it. So depending on when we say fear, it's such a vast, like, ocean of things. It can mean anything. You know, somebody is afraid of of swimming in the deep waters. Somebody is afraid of elevators. Or somebody is just worried uh, about things that may happen and, and so on. It's really on a personal level. What would actually change for you if you understand that it's something that you need to accept? So, and then decide to do something with it because without the firm decision that you need to do something with it, about it, uh, it cannot change. It will stay the same. Maybe it will, it will even be become worse. On Sunday, I went to rock climbing and uh, I fell down. <gasps> no, no, it's okay. I did a calculated risk. Uh, I was secured. I felt that uh, the ground, like my shoes were not, my grip soles was not good. And I did a calculated risk of, as I slide, I'm going to, you know, pull myself up. However, I miscalculated that even the surface where I will grab, put my finger, that even that will slip. So <laughs> where did so you hit? No, no, I just, I have few scratches. I was, you know, hanging on the rope, but it's okay. I'm just like, uh, I wasn't afraid at all. It was a calculated move. And it, it was 50-50 chance that I'm going to do make it. I didn't make it from the first attempt. And then again, okay, okay like now put your legs here and now you're going to do it. You, you pull yourself up however you know, you know, you know, using your teeth. So it was okay. And that day I continued climbing all day. So that was on, on Sunday. Everything was fine. It's okay. On Monday evening, I went to the training. Training is in indoors on the walls with grips. And I open, I, I uh, put on my shoes and then everything was fine. And then I went up maybe two meters and all of a sudden I was, I started shaking. I started shaking and my fingers and my feet, like I, uh, I started and then I recognize it. Like, is, is, is this possible? 
that my body is remembering the event from yesterday and now it's shaking. Even though I'm not in my head, I'm not afraid, you know. Oh, wow. I'm just like meters and no way that I don't have the strength. I, I, I was sleeping, I had my meal, usual, usual. So there is no uh, physical possibility that I'm not having enough strength to, to hold myself on the... And then I just like lean on the, the, the grips and everything. It's really like I'm trembling, trembling. And I'm thinking like, it's too high for me to jump. No, it's not. I don't even know how to jump. And I'm just, I feel like now I'm stuck. Now I'm stuck. Why do I do this? Why? And, and like this whole self-sabotage process comes. Like oh, it wow. happens so quickly. It happens. And then, you know, you have to like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not, there's no need for me to be afraid. I mean, I'm not hurt. I feel well. It's just that the emotion that came, that the shaking and everything, I recognize it as fear, but there is no really no need for it. I'm, mm-hmm. Everything is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And then my initial impulse was to go down. But then I said to myself, no, you will not go down. But also you will not go up. You'll just stay there and then you will just move a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. And you'll just kind of stay in that place until you feel better. Mm-hmm. So I was literally in the middle of the, of the climbing wall, just like standing on one leg, standing on another leg, you know, <laughs> moving a little bit, like just whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, that reminds me though, that tree climbing is the same thing. I used to do a lot of tree climbing. Well, after I got the tick bite and I we brought like five ticks, we kind of stopped because now fear of getting the Lyme disease. <laughs> so, but anyway, tree climbing is the same thing. Once some reason like hit the fear, you all of a sudden you can't move. Until then, you just go up, 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 nothing, you know. And all of a sudden, when Sneak this fear feeling hit, and all of a sudden, oh my god, and start hugging like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, I came down and I was still like shaking a little bit, but because when those uh, physical sensations come, you cannot calm yourself quickly enough, but it's okay, like, as long as you are okay in your head with whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that uh, it does not influence your reasoning, the power of you know decision making, it's fine. I recognize that this activity, in a way, makes me a better person. Felt like I need to go through it, push through it. Uh, it's needed as something that will uh, improve the quality of my life. I think that leads to the the self life. The the yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, I was talking about judging and being curious. So I'm all the way, I'm curious about it, you know, how, why, but not in a judging way saying like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just, I'm just too heavy or too clumsy or my mm-hmm. shoes are not good or something like that. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. Yeah. 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 Being, mm-hmm. being curious. Good, good. Um, we need to advertise about our group, by the way. Where can we find us? 
One is a website at boxofwithzen.com. Yes. And you can yes. see a beautiful picture of Zana. She doesn't even show her face because the mountain climbing attire. <laughs> I, uh, still don't I don't want you uh, to be distracted by my awesome <laughs> I remember I wanted you to put in a red silk dress yeah, in yeah, the mountain. I, I still want to see that. That, though. I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe fine, you, yeah. yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. Also, we have Instagram, uh, the box of Zen. YouTube is gonna be soon full of video, not just yeah. the voice. Yeah. So please look into uh, what else? We have a Pinterest. Yes, we had some board on Pinterest, and uh, we have also a Facebook page, which is uh, functional. Yeah. How about the Twitter? Do we have a Twitter too? Yeah, we have Twitter as well. And it's all the box of Zen? Yes. So if anyone wants to have a private lesson or group lesson or any questions, actually, yeah, please contact us at the box of Zen. But we have the contact, contact at the box mm-hmm. of Zen, yeah. So yes, any questions? Um, and if you missed last week's and two weeks ago, um, well, last week, I really love how Zana and George shared almost like how they uh, awakened. <laughs> Especially George's story was so funny too. Um, and yes, George did anger, very good insight of it. We, he really analyzed it well. Anger and not only negative part of the anger, but the positive side of anger. So please go back. You can go to the voiceamerica.com that let's open the box of Zen and you can meet us. Um, I believe the next one when we all get together is Liz Master Song. Yeah, Zana's teacher. Awesome, awesome Shaolin master. Ah, uh, he. He's a superhuman, I, I say. When Zana showed me his YouTube, I couldn't say a thing. <laughs> it just words cannot describe how how awesome his showering kung fu is. <laughs> and he had a special private interview with Zana about forgiveness. It's still to be announced when exactly day would be, but. That's when we're going to get together next. Then we have a Yoti's another awesome human being, beautiful, beautiful Marisa Cranfield. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it together. But until then, I'm going to miss you guys. <laughs> so thank you. Okay, and thank you. Thank you. And let's keep on the journey. <laughs> Adventure. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Got okay. it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. We hope today's episode has helped you transcend your limiting beliefs and bring Zen into your heart. Tune in next week for more helpful tips. We'll see you Zen.